What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. We're back-to-back -back convos on the pedicab. This is episode 15 with my buddy Glenn Kasabian. Glenn is an amateur MMA fight fighter. He's a yoga teacher, um, and he is an activist. Um, what, else, what else do we have, Glenn? Human being. He's a human being. Glenn is a human being. This is going to be a fun podcast. You know, me and Glenn, we're both, uh, we're both athletes. We're both, you know, um, we both have semi-blue-collar professions. We're both very involved in, in fitness. Uh, we both believe in um, wanting to have our voices heard. We might have different solutions for how to get things done, and we might have s some ideas that overlap a little bit, but we're, he we're here to talk about that. We're going to bridge that gap, you know, um, so that I'm excited. Glenn, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, shit. What do you want to know? I mean, I moved here from the Northeast uh, about two years ago. I lived in uh, uh, New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Uh, grew up as a social sciences major in college. Uh, worked in uh, construction for years. Got into jujitsu. Um, then moved here. I got extra into yoga. Became a yoga teacher. Um, loving Austin and growing through this crazy, crazy time of the coronavirus. The coronavirus. Dude. Yes. Uh, it, it has been a very crazy time. Um, you know, I, I feel as though m myself and almost a lot of people around me, they have either grown up. Well, here's here's my take on this, right? So I think that coronavirus has forced people to do either one of two things. They've It's forced people to really grow up or it's caused people to break down. This is accurate. It was extremely wa crazy watching, like, the beginning, how everyone reacted. Like, some people, like, just lost their shit, and, like, you were like, holy crap, I'm really worried about some of my friends. And then um, other people that were, like, just kind of, like, passively in their lives, I've seen them grow and, like, flourish and, like, find their way to stay on their own feet. It's been a wild time. We're all – it's been months, so we've gone through phases. I mean, I've definitely taken on different identities in the last six months, you know, we're all kind of settling into something new all the time. Dude, I, I was losing my shit in the beginning of it. And it's hard, yeah. I was, hard I, I'm like, oh, you know, um, the economy is tanking. I can't make a living. I can't even, like, I, I'm not able to work. I, I'm not able to work and make a living. Bills are still piling up. Like, there's no plan in place. Um, and then everything was happening so rapidly. Um, I was losing my shit. And then they were telling us all to stay at home. And then people were just staying at home looking at social media, like on social media constantly. Oh, it was, yeah. it was a horrible. Um, I spent all summer watching people get beat up on the, by the cops on Twitter as I went to bed. It was like dude, a live but then, stream. Yeah. And oh, then, and then God. another, that, and then somebody else was seeing, was watching videos of, um, people getting beaten up by protesters. Well, yeah, so there's like, you know what I mean? Or pe people watching videos of, of small businesses getting looted, yep. you know, and people were, th there was a lot of like conflicting, there's a lot of conflicting info that's coming out there and it's, it's pulling people apart. Um, I think one of the best, I, I actually, um, I went after the first BLM protest, I, I deactivated my uh, social media for like a couple months. Oh yeah, remember you remember that? Yeah, I deactivated. Yeah, that's it. right. How was that mentally for you? It was the best yeah. thing that ever happened to me. Like I've come back of, like a much better, um, sharper, more clear-headed person. You know, I I wanted to run for city council. Well, I didn't want to run at all. It was literally the last thing I wanted to do. Right, but y you know, you see the trajectory that we're he we're, we're that we're heading on, right. and it's horrifying. And it's not necessarily about enacting change for me. It's more about stopping a horrifying change from happening, um, while also 
positively evolving too with certain things that need to get fixed. Yeah. Um, you know, let, you got you to gotta put that out there. Um, so I, I reactivated my social media because I decided to run and I had a plan in place and I had um, a set of actionable ideas and solutions. And then while I was doing that, I came up with this idea to start this podcast called Convos on the Pedicab. And initially, though, the plan was going to be I was going to talk to people locally and, you know, pitch my candidacy and, uh, you know, get like, like, like hear perspectives about what's happening city from a citywide standpoint to um, kind of like play a, a, a greater role in the election. Right. But then this this podcast just started really mushrooming very quickly. I started getting a lot of guests very quickly. And a lot of guests that I did, never thought I ever would have on my show. Um, yeah. And here we are. Here And here we are. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I dropped out of the race because there's this guy named Casey Ramos who I literally just had, like, what, an hour or so ago? Like, less than an hour ago? Um, who is someone who I feel so comfortable representing me that I'm able to make a living and I get to focus on what I want to focus on and I feel represented and I get to still be active and have my voice heard while doing that. So... Um, that's been my journey throughout this. Yeah, that's great, man. I think that uh, this has been a fun thing for you. I, I don't. What do we? What do you want? What do you want me to talk about? Like, what you, so we got to we got to talk about like how this has been affecting like all of us. Like that, that, that's that's the, that's the game plan. Yeah. Like, um, shit, how is it affecting all of us? I mean, uh, to me, I think that's the thing you're right about. Like the mis- the disinformation, the misguided like shatter of rea- consensus reality. That's where my biggest concern is because I I think you're saying like, oh, people are worried about um, you know, I'm worried about people getting beat up by the cops, and other people are worried about business getting looted. And I think that's like who's controlling the narrative is really important. I think that's the biggest thing to look at is like, where are you getting your source of information? People's information sources. Um, a lot of times people are sending me these news articles and I'm like, well, look at who owns this news article. Like it's like literally owned by the Moonies. Like it's owned by like a cult that started in the eighties. Like, and this is like where you're getting your news or like some sort of like un, um, some sort of anonymous, like, Patriot guy like like web message board and that's like the guy has no journalistic credibility in my point of view at all But that's like somebody's source of news um, You know, of course, there's the whole Q thing which is oh. uh, you know to share, me, with, share with that <laughs> to share me the Q thing. very I, I, troubling. I, I, well, I haven't looked into it. Yeah. Why, why do you think Q is troubling Glenn? Because um, I think that it's like uh, it started off as like a big troll or something on 8chan and then it became like bigger and bigger and like people have very like it's almost like kind of like feels like astrology for conspiracy theorists where it's so vague and there's so so scattershot that if you have your own pre-existing bias you can lock into something that fits your narrative and some of it's like true enough or based off truth like truth adjacent so that you can like apply all kinds of weight to little things and make in trans and like just kind of Take it off. Take take it off to another so, stratosphere. So I don't think it's dangerous because I like I don't think there's anything. I feel like Q is like a silent protest against cannibals and sex offenders is what I think it is. But you I think, think the problem are actually can that's I, can actually I, can I explain thing? to you? Sure. What the, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> can I can I explain the the pro and like I said we were talking about this and like the, I, I we don't need to go too too into con, into into conspiracies right. Mm-hmm. I, um, but hey, man, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of weird shit on Hunter Biden's laptop that I was that I've been hearing about. You know, I think um, all all people in power, they're all fucked up. It's like, but yeah, there is the, like, a lot of the stuff with Jeffrey. A lot of the stuff with Jeffrey Epstein, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, and, and I, then but Delane, I don't understand just, it's just why Maxwell, like, like a lot of that stuff. I it's agree. a little weird that there's so many. That there are a lot of elites 
that are see that's where I'm talking about you can kids. absolutely like, say the Ma- Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, Clinton, Trump, all those people are all tainted by this thing. But then like somebody like oh, I'm not sure like. Ellen DeGeneres hangs out without Jeffrey Epstein makes her some sort of like I don't think that's a big huge leap like he was actually involved in like scientific researches and like uh, humanitarian philanthropy like just because you hung yeah, out or met him but, doesn't mean but, you're but, like but, a blood sucking people like pedophile. Jeffrey Epstein were also um, blackmail operatives too sure and, and they and were, I think that's literally used to blackmail get, people and um, I think that's where you get like okay I agree with you definitely he's involved in some terrible things there's definitely a lot of evil people evil money if you go to like certain places like the clubs like even just like things that are out there in the open like this club in new york it was called like the box and they'd have all these like sex shows and people doing tons of coke and it's all like the bankers and rich people and like these are like this is like roman like hedonism for sure but imagine what they do in, in the closed like secret spots where it's not public where it's not people like going out to be socialites well terrible things you also sure. look at how bad a lot of our officials are locally and nationally and they do things that are just blatantly horrible for us and i feel like there's no way that you, you'd be doing this stuff unless you were comp like it, it's almost like uh, like our officials and our government officials are are so bad at what they do that i would not be surprised me that the reason that they're doing it is because somebody's blackmailing them and there's no better tool of blackmail than you know I just fucking kid. There's uh, no better blackmail tool, Glenn. There's no better blackmail tool than fucking kids. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that's a big leap there. I think that there's depraved people, and there's definitely like people that are willing to be bribed. And um, anything in small in small government, you. I come from a small town where like all my neighbors had horses. Like what? They had horses. Yeah, it was like Podunk, New Hampshire, and like you'll always hear things like in small town business, like people. making backdoor deals and things like that. Corrupt politics has no necessity, doesn't require fucking kids to be corrupt politics. It's like people are historically corrupt. And I think we need some sort of, uh, we just need to be able to see things clearly and not have to go into fantasy land about like sucking blood. What, what, what like the, about adrenochrome and all that shit? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. <laughs> well, adrenochrome, like they've had like companies that have had patents for adrenochrome. Like, like 3M literally like has a, a patent Hunter for S. Thompson book. Where no, like, 3M, like the actual mask making company has a, has a, um, documented patent for adrenochrome. I'm going to disagree with you we can, on the villain of Drinicom, and especially it doesn't... Well, we're not talking... I, like, I don't want to go... Like a we're vampire not, lady from Romania that, like, bathed in the blood of virgins back in the 1700s. And no, we're, we're not going like into that, that, but I'm just saying that if you, if you want to fact check, Charlie can fact check we this. Can, fact can you check. fact check? Um, 3M and Adrenochrome, look it up. You can be my first fact check. <laughs> 3M and Adrenochrome. Also, sometimes facts, um, you know, it's like, is the fact... Does that mean that it's implying the the thing you're trying to imply it to mean? Not necessarily true. We're waiting on Charlie. You got any any data? Just the 3M adrenochrome patent. Because if they have a patent, does that mean that it's going so to? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that by for by or well, drink like a no 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 no. So 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 you, you you obviously can't Steve fully tie tie that in, but. Like something like adrenochrome does, ex- like that does exist. It's not like it's some made up word. Sure, it is like a thing in the body, but like it doesn't. Yeah, it, it exists. It exists. Yeah, yeah boom. I mean, it so, I'm not so, it doesn't exist. So, so uh, what? What else is? What else um, is there when it comes to 3M?
you're gonna you're gonna treat that like a mic drop. Like I don't see that. Being, I don't see that being. <laughs> well, I'm much just saying it, ex- it exists, and private companies have patents for yeah, something. That's for, like for something like that. That's like a anyway. Let's let let let's get back yeah, on top. Sure. Let's get back on topic because I didn't I didn't invite you on this podcast to talk about <laughs> to talk about Adrenochrome right. and Hillary Clinton and babies and all that. Like I did. That's not why we're we're here. Okay. Um, but it does bring up about the point that um. When people are being told that they can't work, when people are under financial stress, when people are being told that they can't interact with their neighbors um, because of this virus, right. it leads people to go. go down um, certain rabbit holes. And it, yes. that's, that's what happens. So that's, that's we the, the internet. We got all kinds of distractions and, and, and not our normal distractions. No. Um, and here's the other problem. Yeah. Here's, here's my one criticism of, of the QAnon stuff. Yep. And it's not that they're protesting pedophilia and that and stuff like that. Like that's fine. Um, we should be protesting that, right? The criticism is that it creates passivity because there's a lot of stuff that like our governments are doing in terms of infringing upon our rights, um, and in terms of destroying small business, in terms of creating corporatism, in terms of devaluing our currency, um, in terms of data harvesting, in terms of, in terms of a lot of stuff that's happening. And when you're, you know, on four channel day or you're like too into this QAnon stuff, the whole thing that a lot of these people say, it's like literally enjoy the show. And I'm like, that means that you're not involved. Like you have to be involved in order to actually change the narrative. Because if you're not involved, you are going to get globalism if you're not involved. So that's my criticism of it. You're totally right. I think that you're right about, first of all, um, people, a lot of it's just trolls. A lot of people just love to feed you like weird things that don't make any sense on message boards. And then you have like, yeah, sure. I mean, pedophilia, like sexual abuse is a huge fucking problem, but we should be focusing on like this ivory tower imagined version of it. Like your neighbors, like your community, like that's where most of these things happen. It's like people that are within like the small nuclear family, like range of, uh, of that's where most sexual abuse and trafficking and mi- missing people. So that's where this comes from. And we start talking about like save the children, but you're talking about like some fucking Hollywood imagined dragon out there. Like it's really gross and it's disingenuous. It's like, we can really help our communities. We want to put all this effort into actually helping each other and connecting and like, you know, talking about salt. So we agree about saving our mental health, our mental health, our small businesses, our, you know, our way of living we want to save these things we we shouldn't we shouldn't be spinning out into um like sitting around just like gnashing at keyboards and getting angry at imagine but but, but then but that's what these shutdowns do and anybody who thought that this was not going to do that is an idiot well the shutdowns it's like also i'm not a huge like oh we need to shut down everything but like no we we were doing jujitsu together while this was happening right like yeah (laughs) we had we had like our 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 quarantine pod or whatever secret fight club yeah, yeah yeah but like at the same time, it's like everything I do is a qualified risk. You know, I understand who I interact with. Like now it's like, you know, it's a little different because like I got my roommate works at school and all these other things. There's all these different layers to it. Um, but and I met her. She's super nice. I like we want to have we want to have, uh, you know, staying small businesses, Right. So small businesses are where are they're the ones that are going to lose. The big businesses are going to suck up all this money. This the economy is supposedly doing great, according to Trump. But like everyone I know that's not like connected to a certain industry is like kind of hanging on by a thread. Um, what's going to happen? Are we going to redistribute the wealth after this or is it all just going to stay up at the top? That's where but, I'm, I can, I'm concerned. I'm concerned like, about this shit too. Yeah. But Glenn, here's the thing though. A lot of this is happening because liberal mayors and governors are the ones that are shutting down the cities and not letting the economies open properly. I think even if the places that were open um, ended up having, they ended up having huge problems or people just weren't going out and people weren't, the businesses weren't. People are going out, dude. 
certain areas, and then you have the ma- ma- major outbreaks. So it's like I'm telling you, downtown people are going out. Um, sure, but people are getting sick at a higher rate than ever in the United States right now, and other countries are are having huge outbreaks. I mean, yeah, and these other countries the also these other countries also shut down a lot harder and stricter than us, and them having these new outbreaks shows that the shutdowns didn't work anyway. Well, all it did was destroy their economy for we, no reason. If we didn't shut down or have some sort of people wear masks, people learning to, to do things. I mean, are you like an anti-mask guy? Cause like, I think, no, I think that there's a time and a place for mask wearing and a time and a place for not wearing masks. And look, we're not wearing a mask. We're, we're, we're not wearing a mask. We're not wearing a mask. We're in a mask. open space. I'm making a judgment. We're like, making judgments. You know, we both take care yeah. of our, our, our health. We're not yeah. like super high risk factors. And to be honest, man, like, I've done almost no social distancing this entire pandemic, so I probably already got it and probably already have antibodies. I mean, this is all conjecture. It's all conjecture, right? Yeah. But I'm listening. I'm listening to people who are actually doctors and virologists and like people that are like, you know, like, I don't know. Sam Harris isn't some bleeding heart liberal, but he's like super concerned about this. He talks about I listen to these people go deep onto it for hours and I'm like pretty con- convinced that like, yeah, we need to put some measures in and, and, and actually be like smart. And it's not the first time this has ever happened in the human history. Like the 1918 pandemic, we had the same kind of resistance to people um, wear- wearing masks. We had a lot of people who were you know, getting complacent and then there was another uptick. I mean, it, we'll see in the, when the house all washes out in the history. But I think that these really things matter. just have to take their course. Like, I don't think you can stop it. Like, it just, mm. these pandemics just take their course There's and that's just what happens. A, a, the government's, one role the government has is to like, protect and to create, maintain order. And um, if we had a massive outbreak and a lot of these people dying and all these people get sick with like, also, we don't know how this even works. It's not like something like cholera or smallpox where you get it and you're dead. It's like you get it and you're, you know, maybe you have like nerve damage. Maybe you have some sort of like um, cognitive problem for like a long time. All these strange things that are lingering that we're not even fully aware of yet. It's have, been only a few months. Have you like fully heard of anybody with cognitive problems? Yeah, or? it's like a brain fog kind of thing. Like almost people like uh, as if they're kind of behind this veil. They're like not thinking clearly. I've had people that can't smell or I've taste heard about, I've heard about that. I've heard about taste um, and smell. Fingers not working quite right. You know, it's like but an it autoimmune disease. But it gets better. I mean, maybe. You know, how long? Six months is with like getting your head fucked up. Like, no, I don't know. But I mean, like, it gets better within like once you're negative. Like, it usually gets better. Um, what I, what I was gonna say though about this mask? No, no, look, look, I'm not like a full blown like anti mask person. But I think that that prolonged mask wearing can have some adverse health effects. Also, I mean, you're a yoga teacher. Do you practice yoga with a mask on? Uh, I practice yoga outside or in a smaller like limited capacity classroom. Yeah, so don't wear a mask. No. Yeah. All right. But. And I mean, I also think that like prolong and like, you know, look, when I I had to do my paperwork, right. And I said this in my last episode to like my, my finance stuff for city council. Uh, when I did it, when I had, when I had to do my campaign treasury stuff, um, and people were like in their office with their doors locked, wearing a mask with their doors locked in their own office. There's no, I mean, like, there's no reason for that. Like, I or people see, wearing masks to def- drive their car. There's definitely <laughs> a lot of that. A lot of people throwing shade at people that are wearing masks, um, and it's like oh, whatever people want to be. I, I don't jog with a mask on, right? I don't. I don't run. I don't ride my bike with a mask. No. On. And I see people, and I wonder they're running by me. You know, six pack abs, no shirt, mask. No, I don't like, see I anybody w- with no, six pack abs with a mask on. I've seen this, and I'm like wondering if like, are they judging me for not wearing a mask? And I also like. I can't worry too much about it. Like at a certain point, like we're worried about all these things. I got to just do what's right and try to like. I think you know wear a mask where it seems pertinent. Um, I think people wear masks in their own cars sometimes because they're fucking forgot to take it off. I think that's it too. Like throwing I a think lot that's of shade at people just for saying they're 
pussies or something. Like, no, no they're I'm not just calling living. you that. They're just like doing their thing. They're trying to do their best. Um, so, so I'm yeah. not calling anybody. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade at someone for yeah. doing that. A lot of times it's literally because I've asked people about that and they're like, oh, well, dude, I just forgot. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think you should ever be too conditioned in terms of wearing that mask longer than you need to. And, dude, I wear masks. When I go into a restaurant, I'll put my mask on when I order food from the waiter, even though I don't legally have to once I'm at my table. Um, Because I think that's just smarter. Or I think, like, wearing a mask at a buffet should be a thing that people do just because people are coughing and breathing on the food. You know what I mean? Just in general. It's still happening. Just in general, when buffets happen, you should probably wear a mask. Mask wearing should be a thing that you should have to do at a buffet for the sake of the food because it's fucking gross. With I all think that stuff that's being have there. been politicized in the United States, and they really haven't been politicized nearly as much anywhere else. Yeah, well, world. that's because other parts of the, uh, other parts of the world have um, plans in place to offer just compensation for um, businesses. See, that's where I'm. You know at. what I mean? We like, because they offer ju- for the they offer just people. compensation, and it has been politicized. I've been seeing videos in like England where and in Australia where people are like getting um, fucking their asses whipped by cops for not wearing masks and organizing protests against that stuff. I don't know anything about that. I've seen videos. That, I, I've seen I videos in of general, that. In general, I mean, you can always find outliers, right? And you There's also, definitely some crazy stories about New Zealand sending a helicopter. You sent me that. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. But like, I don't think that's like the 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 way. That's but like it, but but it shouldn't never. But that we should never even let it become that. Um, and you should be vigilant about that stuff. And and in Australia. You, they, they have drones fly over you. My, my boss, his, he's from Australia. His family there. They fly drones over you if you get caught outside, like without, um, within a certain area of your home, violating these quarantine procedures. They'll fine you a thousand dollars via a drone. Like I never want our society to come to that point and let that be an. Ex- that should never be acceptable for us. I'm not a fan of of that, but I also think people need to stop. That people are losing their shit about like this false idea of their freedom and it's like their freedom is uh is not by wearing a mask you're not losing your fucking freedom like by having to sacrifice a couple months or whatever of like what you're normally used to doing but is it a couple months this has been more than a couple months because we let things go fucking crazy it's been insane um regardless or or even when when we're training a personal affront to uh to us it's like a global problem yeah I just think that there should be an honest discussion about it. I think that um, when it comes to uh, mask wearing, people should just have, like, we need to sit down and talk to people about when it's beneficial to wear a mask and when it's not beneficial to wear a mask and understand, hey, you're taking certain risks and you're not taking, you know, you're taking certain risks by doing this behavior and your risks are a little less when you take a different behavior and you shouldn't shame people for, um, for wearing masks. And you also shouldn't shame someone for not wearing a mask depending on where, where that's taking place. I think a lot of people can do That's, good to do some internal work. You know, people need to do some internal <laughs> some work. Internal I think work. people need to just be better, be better to one another, man. That's yeah. does that make yeah. sense at all? Like that's this is true. And I think you're. I mean, I think at the core, what we're saying, we're worried about what we're worried about. We're worried about um, people being self-actualized, being able to live a good life and to have their businesses remain open and to you know take care of themselves and that's what we're worried about so all these other things are addressings around it and their identities that were that are not serving us you know that's how i see it right yeah i um i see that too um what were we what were we talking about we were talking about um the mask we we're talking about being like receptive and respectful to people um but we also we're also like we're more divided than we've ever been glenn we're more divided, but we're also more united than we've ever been. And when you go on social media, you people are like so um, hostile towards one another, and everyone's 
arguing. But then when you're in person, everyone's like so nice to one another. Do you notice that? Yeah, I think it's very easy to like be angry at a concept, like an avatar of somebody. It's true. I don't. I, I definitely noticed that. I've definitely seen people losing their shit and make me like feel like, wow, this person's angry. But I mean, also, I guess that there's people in person that are doing this, but I don't. I'm not experiencing it. I'm not seeing people be extremely vile to me. I've never been ashamed for wearing a mask or yeah. not wearing a mask. Or, no, same here. Yeah. Oh, actually, I have one guy at a gym because like I don't think you should wear a mask while you're like working out at a gym. I think that's like. Especially if you're doing like cardio and you're doing like circuit training, that's that fucks your whole oxygen supply. But I'm not gonna do that. But I'll wear one if I'm like walking I, towards. I wore them. a respirator removing asbestos for like seven years, and I was fucking fine. I mean, I was like doing hard labor for eight hours a day. So in here's hundred degree weather. Sometimes. Okay, but you're removing asbestos. That's yeah, different. Yeah. Um. So here, but here's the thing too, fine. though. Here's another thing too with this with, with the whole. With, all right. Here's whatever. <laughs> Fuck that. But I, I had a guy get I had a guy get like mad at me because I didn't have my mask when I was doing like um a circuit. Yeah. And I was like, Do you work here? He's like, no, and I'm like, you need to um, get out of my face like immediately. Yeah, I, I didn't. I was a lot. I wasn't as nice, you know. I was. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. I got pissed. Yeah, you know. But um, what I'm saying is that there are just times to wear and times not to wear, and and also um, you know, I think that because of all this mask wearing shit that's happening, you, you know, a lot of these like liberal socialist, you know, types of worker rights groups. Why aren't they like advocating for people to start getting paid more because they have to wear the mask? I think that actually has been the thing that the people are talking about, uh, like people trying to unionize at Amazon. There's been a lot of like labor. Labor doesn't get a lot of play in the media. I feel like that's one thing I've definitely noticed is like labor movements, like CDL drivers, like all these people. Uh, I've heard all kinds of little things, rumbles, but like they never get covered because the media gets a lot of shit for being liberal. They're socially liberal, but they are ca- protecting capitalism. Is well, it's neo. No, well, they, what they're yeah, doing is corporatism. Liberalism it's is not corporatism. Leftist. It's not. Yeah. It's not left. And, and then there's there's We're yeah, talking about yeah, real yeah. Yeah, that we're talking about, and yeah. so and so. Let's let's actually. I want to talk about cancel culture. That's what we got to fucking talk about. This whole fucking okay, cancel culture shit, it. because um, <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. I'm a little like my brain's semi foggy because I just had a had a guy come no, on like sure. right before. Uh, I've never done anything back to back, so I'm we're we're marathon we're, man. I'm let's get it. a marathon man. No excuses though. Um, but anyway, with this, this whole cancel culture stuff is the most um unleft thing that you could ever do but you also have so many of these like neat these like liberal people who call themselves progressives that are promoting um cancel culture when it comes to criticizing our response to the virus when it comes to having a discussion about the protests when it comes to like the presidential election when it comes to what's on hunter biden's laptop like there's cancel culture left and right and it's just you know you I mean, yeah, I used to get all up in arms about that, too, and I felt a little bit, like, you know, comfortable in my little space and, then, you know, you know, don't challenge this or that. But, like, uh, these people, that are they're, like, either reactionary and they're overblown. I also think a lot of people online uh, with these certain things about, like, uh, taking the most absurd, like the most of the intersectional, like the most crazily like specific thing. And they, they amplify it because I think they're trolls. I think there's a lot of people that are doing this that are like actually. You ever saw The Social dis- Dilemma? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it. No, I'm like not ready to be that stressed out. <laughs> no, it's actually good. It'll, it'll yeah. de-stress you because it'll give you a, a realistic assessment of this. And I saw another thing on um, HBO called Agents of Chaos. Yeah. Where they talked about how like um, Russia had like all these like troll farms to yeah. in, in, in manipulate an election. It's a real thing. So Fuck I think yeah, a, lot of, a lot of cancel culture is being just like it's it's manufactured and uh, it's manufactured outrage. It's also yeah, it's totally it's not it's not truly. But the this core. is being used to destabilize the United States with COVID. Right, but um, it's not actual cancel culture. It's like because 
people getting upset about certain things and saying you can't say certain things because they're racist or fucking really offensive because you're they're not fully aware of the, the impact of their words. I think there is like an accountability we have to have yeah. with how we speak to each other, no, which yeah. we're getting more aware of. We're getting more aware, but and, then uh, but yeah. with Yelp has this new thing where you can like report companies for being racist with like questionable substantiation methods of that. And I'm like, well, that's just another way to destroy small businesses because you could just literally like yeah, I don't you, know you'll destroy that. small business and it literally and like the the big box stores will just usurp all that. So like, how do you um how do you how do you become more tolerant while not making so that these well, while well, not using social thing. justice to like enhance here's another thing like how many people have I sat around that talk about I fucking hate Jeff Bezos he's got all these things they don't pay Amazon workers they're exploiting all these people and they're gonna sit there over drinks and talk to me about how they hate Jeff Bezos and then I go up to their house and got a pile of Amazon boxes there and it's like acting that's what we really need to you know talk about internal work is like acting in accordance with our actual beliefs is a really important thing Mike. and we don't have to do it all we're not gonna be perfect because we do live in this society and we have to fucking find our way to do it but like why why can't we, as a culture, kind of get a little bit more accountable to like, hey, Dude, this is a less, my, less cognitive dissonance. Bro, my, my, my girlfriend's uh, stepdad is pretty bad about that. Yeah, he sure. he's he loves <laughs> you know Donald. Him. Like he loves Donald Trump, right? Uh huh. And I'm just like, and he's got this. Um, he has Alexa. He has an Alexa in this house. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, why do you have? Com- why is communist China listening to us right now, Carrie? You know, like, what are you doing? Like, why do you have that thing? Why is this monstrosity yeah. well, it's in, like, in, in, in your house It's like right even now. like I know people that are like survivalists and they have like seed banks and they have all these guns and canned foods and they're ready for the apocalypse. But like when was the last time you had a fucking garden? Like do you know how to grow these seeds? Like no, I will when the money comes so down. That's like another, no, you don't even shoot your that's, gun. You don't even dude, know how to shoot. That's, You're never an, fucking that's, an, that's actually another thing too. There are a lot of people. Yeah. Well, there are also a lot of people that were like super into Donald Trump and love Donald Trump and they don't own anything. Yeah. And that makes no sense right. too. But if you own something – you know, th- then it changes the ball game. Yeah, but everyone uh, wants to consume an identity and feel like it's a lot of problems with like I, even like this Biden thing. I don't love Biden. I really don't like him at all. He's a huge disappointment. But you, I you don't, don't have to vote for him. I don't run you don't around. Owe, you don't owe him your vote. Glad. I, I mean, I don't. All right. And I, that's the thing. But I did vote for him mm-hmm. um, because who else am I going to vote for? You know, uh, you could have you, you could have voted third party. Could have voted yeah, locally. Yeah, could have wasted. You could have voted my vote. Tr- you could have voted for I have wasted my vote on third parties, but this is a fucked up time. And I think that's the thing. I but I don't I don't want to get onto the train of being like, oh, because I hate Trump so much that I'm gonna suddenly want to latch onto the cult of Joe Biden and his glasses and his ice cream and be like, I love Joe Biden. He's so cool. Like, no, Joe Biden sucks. We need to hold him accountable. The minute he gets into office, like, push him for accountability, for the Green New Deal, for um, as much as we can to save us from falling further into this corporatist, like, D- yeah, but, dystopia. But, yeah, you think Joe Biden's going to do that? Um, there's people around him. I mean, who gets? You, I mean, the, there's talk about really Bernie gonna... being in the labor uh, as a labor secretary. Yeah, but, but awesome. and then Bernie endorsed Joe Biden without even making that in writing. Yeah, because I mean, I think we all need to fucking uh, like all hands on deck. I mean, Bernie's got to grow a pair before he makes these decisions. Like Bernie's campaign... fighting so hard for humans. I like, love Bernie. Yeah. I, I voted for him. I wore an Infowars shirt to vote for Bernie. In the prime, cognitive dissonance. I think Bernie's fine. I, I, I would have look. To be honest, yeah. man, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump were the two um, big candidates that I was the least afraid of, for different reasons. The least afraid. Of. I think that's the thing that shows a lot about what where our country is at. I think that's true. I think that people get all out of like they're tired of the machine. 
and the machine clearly has no space for us. Um, so disruptors are attractive. I think that's how Trump got in. And I think that Trump's in, he's like a disruptor, but he's not, he's not like, I mean, what is he doing? He's just like selling off public lands. He's not doing anything for the normal person at all. Everything's well, a he's going to keep things actually. Well, okay. Set. So here's, here's the thing, right? So, um, we haven't gotten into a new farm war in four years. Nope. We haven't gotten into a new farm war. Um, come close a couple times. Come close. We haven't. We haven't gotten into a new farm war yet. Um, we've, he's signed off on like a lot of criminal justice reform stuff that um, Obama didn't do. Sure. There's a few um, things. There's that some being, stuff he's done. I would say even being tough the on China be, a little being bit. Being tough on China is good. Yeah, being for. tough on China is good. Um, and I think that um, we need to continue the pattern of being tough on China, especially with um, with COVID and especially with how, what, the, what they do to intellectual property, with um, how China is in terms of um, violating every single environmental rule known to man when it comes to how they build things, when it comes to like how they pay their, their workers. Like, you know, if you really care about progressivism, you don't want – jobs being outsourced to a country that pays people slave laborers to make your iphone no, right that that's, that's also that's cog- kind of a problem that's cognitive dissonance that's like cognitive, cognitive dissonance too on my way too. over here i read an article about um thailand um and like costco and all these big companies where they have like coconut products that were like being farmed by monkeys yeah. and now they're like banning this product because it was like found to be farmed by monkeys that were kept in a cage and then worked and they could produce more coconut product than like children by like hundred percent so fuck? like the children that used to work for them, and that's like that's what the problem with capitalism right like we talk about like china and like all this stuff but like who benefits from china's cheap labor and, and, and environmental they're doing it because they need to sell us things and because yeah but you want let's talk about way dissonance. too much let's stuff. talk about cognitive dissonance you talk about it from the right let's talk about it from the left let's talk about the guy who um you know takes an uber to starbucks to tweet on his iPhone about how much he hates capitalism. I mean, that's also cognitive dissonance too, though, Glenn. Like, sure, co- but that's like a mo- lot smaller than the entire I industry so. oh, behind it. Like, yeah, I mean, I fucking a lot of we all like have that, cell phones, though, dude. right? We all, like, we all have cell phones, and it's fucked up the way that those like things are mined and created. But like, that's like not. That's like. Oh, you got to breathe air. You're like you. You you want to like. It's like we have. We live in this society. You want me to be a troglodyte and try to make change like by like living in the woods somewhere? I mean, I think about how ideal that would be. Like, just go live in a tiny home and like not talk to anybody. But like, but you should have that that's option. That's going to be zero. That's going to be zero um, connectivity or productivity and like just giving up. That'd be like a, might as well just be a monk in in the in the, in the Himalayas and just like give up on like. But that's not giving up. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I'm not judging because I mean that's a, that's that like sounds a awesome. Society. Actually, I mean that sounds. Theoretically, to do that, but also, how is that going? Who's going to? How's that going to happen? Right? Like, I don't have that money to do that. Regardless, we're getting off like off of a rail on hypotheticals here. But how how can someone make change if there's going to totally be like? That's a cognitive distance that you have to make some sacrifices in your life. Like, I have to drive a car that you know uses fossil fuels, and like, what I want to see is a future where we're where we're moving away from away from it. But then here's another thing too, right? And it's that if you're going to get a green deal, you got to pay the people who work uh, in terms of building the solar panels and planting trees and um, facilitating renewable energy. You got to tr- uh, pay them the same that you're going to pay the oil field workers. I think that would be great. That's what you have to do before you even do that because there are a lot of oil field workers that make do really well. And this Green New Deal stuff will put a lot of them out of work and not give them any real income. So you better have a plan to provide them with the same type of income 
Oh, that I think that, that is important. Yeah. I think that the, that's why the New Deal, I mean, the New Deal was created in order to give a bunch of people jobs after, like, the Great Depression and get people, like, to go blow dynamite to, in the side of the mountains to create highways. And they built, like, it made America what it is. It's like, what made America great was truly the, like, public money that went into yeah. developing. You also need affordable electric vehicles, too. Um, to do this or affordable hybrid vehicles because um, you don't want to use like this Green Deal stuff to start overly um, taxing and overly charging people for gas and then having to force everybody into mega cities too. You can't do that. And a lot of people are very no. scared that that's what could be a byproduct of it. So you have to be, there has to be an accountability to not let that happen and allow people to still ha own their own homes and allow people to still have their, uh, to still have access to open space and so, yeah, access to, and another, you know, like another thing, a lot of people think about like, oh, like, like socialism is going to like take away things from you. Like you're much more likely to have the bank come to your house and take away your TV and your car than any sort of like socialist program. Like that's the thing; they actually will do that. We all we all have to like we don't own anything. I mean, do you own this? You probably rent it, right? Like you, well, we don't. It, yeah, yeah. We we don't own the means of production. Is like the great idea of like even our music on our phone. We we all have like subscriptions to it. Like we all have to pay. We're always constantly in debt. We never own anything. So everyone's talk about like socialism is this big demon that is gonna take away our things. But like we're in this capitalist society that is just giving us the illusion. Yeah, but the problem. The problem is that if you have these neoliberal corporatists um, pushing See, there, I, I agree of, with you. Neoliberals so are not my right, friend. Right, right, right. Neoliberals no, are I not know. My friend. Not my friend. But what, what I'm saying that when it comes to socialism and communism, you got to be careful at who's selling you that bag of goodies. Because when I was, when I'm, like, me being involved locally, the most, uh, our most developer-friendly um, city council candidates have field managers who are card-carrying Marxists. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't add up. You know, you're getting these these real estate developers who are literally personifying what runaway capitalism is by um, you know by by build by building all these like granny flats and building these multi mixed use facilities uh, next to somebody's single family homes and selling them out to the highest bidder, uh, and then. The, the well, people that yeah, the people I don't, they're giving I don't money to speak to people I don't know or don't right. But I'm telling situation. you this from from, from no, what, but I, from, I do know that I think that's why like. Bernie got screwed out of it because all these people want to sit around and talk about giving up these things or whatever. There's a lot of people who are like not willing to give up like their third home. Like they want to have these things. These but legacies. if I own a third home, I'm not giving that up. Yeah, Why should I? Because I think there's a certain point of like absolute. Um, there, there's needs to be a sort of a, like. Do you think there should be billionaires? I mean, that's I guess the, one of the easy one. Like, well, I think straw man questions. So, like, do so you think there should be billionaires? Like, I do. Don't. I think there should be billion. But how do you, how do you like enforce that? Um, restructuring society, and, right? And but we, right, we, but how yeah. do you how do you do that? How do you do that without just creating mega billionaires too? Like like they're always going to be billionaires well, no matter what. We're constantly in. I think that's we always think things are. I mean, I also I've taken. I personally realized I used to have a lot of pressure and getting full of existential dread when I was a young activist in college and all these things. And then I was like, oh, like when I came to, recently to the realization that I don't need to see this happen in my lifetime. Like it's not going to. Like we're not going to see the fall of capitalism in my life. Because I don't care about that. But in the long term, it's like pushing things forward towards a better reality sure, for the future. Sure, but and to like, actually preserve a future. Uh, okay, well, all right, look, I'm going to be honest about this. Do I think about, do, should there be billionaires? I don't care. As long as I'm comfortable, as long as I can make a living, as long as I can invest, as long as I can uh, one day have a family and my friends can right. have a family, Which is what I, I want don't to. care yep. if you're a billionaire. Good for you. You, you made a billion dollars. You're a freaking beast. Good job. Way to go. Um, provide people with some resources to get to or, or knowledge to get to your level. 
but also that's the illusion that you're somehow going to become a billionaire because the games are rigged against you. You're constantly going to be put in debt. You're always going to have some sort that's of also. True. There's all these other people that are like I don't have any. We're debt. all stepping on each other's but, backs but in order for that guy. To I drive. I drive a pedicab for a living. Yeah, I have no debt. I have plenty of money saved up. Just doing this. Oh, I just mean like subtle debt. Like you're always constantly paying into some machine. You're never actually like you're never actually building up your own capital because like, I think that's what. And I'm not saying like you, but I'm saying like as people, that's like kind of the, the the trajectory of our society. You know, like we, yeah, I want you to have a stable like family life, and I want that for all people everywhere. Yeah. I don't want people to be exploited and for um, people's lives to be destroyed in order for other people to thrive beyond what is. F- feasible you but, know but people are also so cognitively dissonant and people are so like men people just we, we, like our, our families have been dissolute been dissolved um there are way more people like growing up in single parent homes yeah. there's a lot more there's a lot more um like drug addiction people are spending more time on uh addicted and glued to social media screens yeah. and there's so much toxic stuff out there that it, every single factor that's being played that that's being um, put in there with every factor being put into play the path towards actual um, benevolent and um, meaningful uh, types of socialism that will actually create an egalitarian, like equal, positive type of change in society, it makes it harder and harder for that to actually come to fruition because it gives more, um, it gives more ammo for negative, for negative and bad and corrupt corporatist types of people to exploit ideals for personal gain. Well, I think and that's that why, that's be, why, that's why socialism is scattered and so separate. dangerous. I don't know. I don't think that, I think that's like you're, you're taking, you're kind of going off on a little rant there, but like, Maybe. I, I think that you're right about a lot of that stuff about like people being fractured, people being addicted to drugs and social media and not having any sense of self. And like, yeah, you give people a sense of empowerment. I guess that's another reason why, like I found like yoga is in like just sitting with yourself and meditating and getting to know yourself, um, regulating your, your, noticing your neurotic behavior regulating your breath getting into that's why like that has been like such a thing to slide into underneath and get me back to where i was politically because i you know life fucked you up for a while and then you're like oh like if everyone just kind of fucking like sat down and really thought about where they're at and like takes works on themselves then that like allows us to all be committed better yeah no i get that what i was trying what i was trying to say though is that um where i was going with this is that um, you know, you have the, the DSA, like our, our DSA in Austin is so tied into these, um, ultra neoliberal candidates. So of course I don't like trust the idea of communism because of who's pitching it or socialism because of who's pitching it. Honestly, I don't think that we even have like a real true, like, uh, true left movement right exactly now. so so if that's if that's yeah. going to be the case then i don't want it at all what if I've it's not saying, genuine like if it I've wasn't like an andrew yang or a like, real well, or that's what i'm saying right we have some things that are coming up because i think that there's been like what happens with now like the zoomer generation and like a lot of the people that are like a little bit more acts we're getting access through the cracks because the big gatekeepers of information cnn they're not going to put these people on as like the torchbearers but we're getting the younger generation starting to be a little smarter and kind of talk about the andrew yangs and the aocs and like people that are out i don't there. know about aoc though yeah, I, just out of whatever you might have AOC, personal no aoc decided that she didn't want to help bernie sanders after joe rogan endorsed her 
She's like, she's totally self-serving. Um, and then she's also saying stuff like, we're never going to go back to brunch. I'm like, I get out of here. Get out of here, man. A lot of character assassination against people like that. But she said it. I saw her say it. I mean, I'm like, but she policy the wise. Yeah, exactly. I think like you, her, you know, you know her in uh, Tulsi Gabbard. You like Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. yeah. Like her and Tulsi Gabbard vote together on the, on, on the, on the floor about like 90% of the time. Well, that's so policy that's, wise. They're like, I think that's know. like a thing that I think a lot of people on the left do the same thing to Tulsi. I'm like, well, you know, they have things you might not like visually, optically, but I think at the core, like we like these sure. people for a certain reasons. Sure, I'm sure she's probably a pretty cool person. <clears throat> um, but here's another thing about here's another thing about AOC too is that when um, the gut when uh, there was a like an, an item to to help reinstate the provisions of the Patriot Act, mm-hmm. AOC didn't vote. She yeah. no voted that. And I'm like, come on. It's you know political moves. Dude, you know, it's she like, no it's, voted. It's also didn't vote for the impeachment. He shouldn't have gotten impeachment. Yeah. Well, Donald Trump shouldn't have gotten impeached for that either, because like the Bidens are literally doing the same thing. And let's talk about Trump for a minute too. Okay. Let's talk about let's Trump talk because about Trump. let's talk about Trump. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this election. Cheeto. Let's talk about you orange. Let's talk about orange man. Yeah, orange man. Let's talk about orange man. <laughs> orange man. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with this, right? Yeah. And you said that we can push Biden to. You can push Biden left to. Imp- imp- to do what you're gonna do. I mean, do. that's the ideal. Right? Yeah, but, but it's not. I, I I think you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than actually doing you that. You might be right. I saw the. D, did you see the DNC convention? I saw day one of the. Oh, it's terrible. Okay. Yeah. You, they had like it, all these really, George Bush corporate Republicans who lied totally. to get us into war. We're all going to bat to endorse Joe Biden. Yep. They literally represent the opposite of what you want. Oh, absolutely. And not. who I'm do not you think? DNC who's guy. got the checkbook? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you think you think Joe Biden is really going to listen to you? No. After he gets elected? But I mean comparatively, it's just a matter of like do I want the po- the thing is going to kill me immediately or do I want the one that's going maybe I'll die like 3 months later? Like you know, try no. to try to tread water. Trump's tread not going to kill you immediately. If Biden. anything as a pro- as someone who's progressive, um prog- like Donald Trump will probably um probably aligns will will probably align with more progressive values. Then Biden, at least from a monetary standpoint, because here's the thing, and this he is unpo- this is my little hold like, on, Alaska, hold on. Alaska, like Yo, they're me, tearing down me, all this private land, it's public land, they're I, selling it to logging. I actually didn't know about that, and yeah. you could tell me about that more. Um, but here is my take on this, okay? Okay. Uh, my take on it is the stimulus, and I think that if Donald Trump gets reelected, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a much better likelihood of getting a stimulus w- under a Trump presidency than you ever would under a Biden you presidency. Think so? Yes, I'll I tell you why. So. You want to know why? Why? obstructionism in the Senate. And this has nothing to do with Trump. I'm just saying, like, the factors. Like, if Donald Trump wins, right, this guy has been making deals all his life, right? So I feel way more confident that um, Donald Trump will agree to, like, a $2 trillion stimulus um, with with Pelosi, and then he'll figure out a way to convince the Republicans to sign off on it. Compared to Joe Biden win, like, if Joe Biden wins and there's a, a Republican majority in the Senate... Dude, they're going to obstruct everything that Pelosi and Biden throw at them with a conservative majority Supreme Court. You're not getting shit. And this guy's going to probably advocate for a lot more stringent shutdowns while you're not getting anything. I don't I think there's a lot of conjecture. I think that the, I think the Republicans that's, that's my I concern. think the Republicans that's my honestly, concern. That's my concern. Glenn. I honestly think the Republicans haven't passed a stimulus bill because they actually don't want Trump to win. I think the Republicans are tired of their shit and they're all getting dragged down and everyone that's an adult in the room and that in the in the in his administration has been kicked out or left and wrote and condemning reviews of Trump and the way he behaves and how he is as a person and as a leader. So I think that in general, the Republicans are not saying it out loud and not admitting it, but I think that in general, we're not getting a stimulus because everyone wants Trump out. 
I think that's a fucking weird and strange reality for the the Republicans, and they have a lot of damage to control with this weird QAnon like infiltration of the party and this kind of thing that they they fed to ten years ago with the Tea Party, and now they're dealing with this new mutation. It's a problem, and like the left and the Democrats, they're they're they got their own issue because we got the splintering off of like true leftists and then the neoliberal base that is just denied, denied, denied any kind of. Um, real move to the left at all and like assassinated Bernie's character um, flooded the like flooded the entire uh, field of with candidates so they wouldn't be able to get Bernie to get the momentum to win and then well, they, then they, they, and they, they all they had them all the, yeah. the primaries early to make sure that he um Somehow Pete Buttigieg wins out of nowhere. I mean, what a scam. It's totally a fraud. Oh, yeah, then all the neoliberal candidates dropped so out right before wars. Super Tuesday, right. minus Elizabeth Warren. I mean, and then there was right. this whole narrative saying, you go, girl, don't drop out for Bernie. And I'm like, you literally destroyed progressivism. It's absolutely and bullshit. Then, but then everyone's shaming people. But now, And now those same people are shaming you because you don't want to vote for Biden? The same people that voted for Elizabeth Warren on Super Tuesday are shaming you for um, well, not voting for Biden. Well, here I am. And I'm a you know guy, I mean, guy like, who just told you, like, I totally agree with, like, the absolute corruption and the terrible things that are going on, but yet... Fuck you it. got shamed. I'm going to vote. No, I didn't get shamed. Did you I vote yet? Yeah, but you I voted. voted. I voted. You voted. I sent it. I fucking sent it. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Let's go. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, you're, still, you're still my friend, dude. I still love you, bro. But, look... Um, I'm worried that a Biden presidency will will pave the way for real fascism a lot faster than oh, I don't Trump see will. that. I, I think that we have like real like you know we have police disappearing people on the on the on the streets. We have like the way he talks about violence against citizens in the United States and like paramilitary. Can I explain to you? Like, can I explain to you why? Why is that? Why are you gonna justify that? I, no, I, I don't think that's good. But I, I can explain to you why I think that. Um, you're more likely to get a real fascist under Biden than under Trump. Uh, I guess. I, sure. I'd like to explain my perspective on this, okay? Because we're actually seeing like fascism like well, creeping in. You're like, also the, seeing fascism delu- creep in with what? the tech companies. Anytime you, you post information about, like when people are posting about Hunter Biden's laptop or posting about what's happening in, in Ukraine and like the fact that the Tony Bodachinsky story yeah. isn't even being shown on mainstream media and Hunter Biden's absolute corruption and elite and um, co- like coercion with well, here's the Chinese government, which is here's more dangerous than Russia. Here's another thing. Does, do you think that's like worth? I don't think. I think that's like a right wing, like very niche story that's bad and it's a problem. But it's like, is it doesn't have the traction that really deserves? No, like, it definitely has the traction, and it has, and it but should I, be get out. It should be getting out everywhere. P- but CB- what about all these? There's like so many endless scandals and things with Trump that we just like we can't even stick to because there's so many where they just slide through fingers like sand. And now we're gonna get stuck in this one with Hunter Biden. Like there when it comes so to much chi- corruption when it comes to China. Dude, like I don't buy that at all. Yeah, I don't think that's but when it, I don't when think it that's comes right when it comes to and here's the thing okay. in French, where French like the like within 48 hours of of the election, they will straight up not uh, put out any new news breaks about the election because it's a, in order to prevent the the manipulation of the news cycle and the outcome of the election. I think that that's where we're facing now with this m- massive amount of disinformation, so much shit. Everything has to get filtered so through so many should, different things. That, do you think the story should not even well, have I think gotten that, brought up No, I think that American. a lot of what you're talking about with like Twitter editing uh, things, I think it's in order to prevent the subversion of democracy by trolls and by people that are strategically flooding these networks with dubious I won't even say false, but dubious claims or unverified things, and then you're flooding it. You change the narrative. But people, people flood to, the internet people with stop dubious talking claims about. It's like people in some quarters will stop talking about the debate flaming out for Trump and start talking about this Hunter Biden thing, and it changes the narrative. And I think that's what we're having. It's like this delusion of, but of reality. Also, right. This kind of like 
hyper lying. There's so much lying. That but like, Biden also flamed out the last debate. Yeah, I mean, with the fracking shit, he yeah, fucked. He, it. You know, yeah, you know why? Bad. You know why he flamed out with that? Because of Joe Biden. Even in the first debate, you don't know where he stands. At least with Donald Trump, you know where he stands. With Joe Biden, he's like when he's on CNN, he wants to ban fracking. When he's talking, when Donald Trump I mean, asks him a question, it's, then oh, we're not banning whack. fracking. Like this guy has it's no character. He stands for nothing, and that should scare well, you more they're, than no, anything. They're, they're running this really shitty campaign where they're like I said, they're not going left at all. They're trying to get you. You made a great point about like they're trying to pull on all these like right wings. They want to just be like the most centrist, but it's not the time for centrist, maybe pamby bullshit. <laughs> if you gave people a real true like concept of the left and you actually owned it I think a lot of people would come to our side and that's what I'm saying is like I know there's a lot of people out there that suck but I'm just trying to be like be the left you want to see in the world like be the kind of person like you know I'm not going to try to cancel culture everyone but I'm going to try to people hold accountable and like just be the right way I mean I don't I can't be burdened by some other person's bullshit but, like, when you, but look when you see all this, this stuff getting censored about and I love what you're saying it's powerful um, but when you see like the stuff uh, about Biden being censored and then even when Obama was president, when people like criticized Obama, like you got like people got like overly shamed by criticizing Obama when he did things that were like going against what he like the progressive platitudes that he uh, he preached. And you're seeing a repeat of that, but on a much grander scale with um, with Joe Biden. And then you're going to see in four years that Joe Biden's going to barely go left at all and the only thing that's going to happen as a result of that is that you're going to see more social unrest and you're going to see a lot more of these protests and you're going to see a lot of stuff that's happening and then you're also and then you're going to see um people who are like super far right they're going to take advantage of that and then you know four years from now if biden doesn't actually accomplish any of this stuff and doesn't move the party left in a productive and equitable fashion which I, I doubt that he will. Hopefully, right. I'm wrong. I if he wins, you. right? I, Hopefully, I, I doubt he will. I, don't think, I think it's up he, to it's us. Gonna pave though, the way. People, right? It's going to pave the way. It's going to. Yeah, and then four years. Yo, after own. four years of this, right? You're not gonna like. There's gonna be a, a very low voter turnout, like in 2016. I might be, and then it will I might pave be the way. It will pave. Again. Yeah, and then and then there'll be a real fascist running. And oh I'm shit! And then there'll be a real fascist running. Whereas if Trump fascist running with with more tact which is a real threat like to that's like, way we scarier to, we need you're gonna get a real fascist and, and what you think donald trump's gonna disappear if he loses he said he's, he's going to i don't bullshit. know what's no he's not he's gonna start his own media there's a usa that's probably what's gonna he's happen. gonna start his own media he's, he's gonna still do he, rallies what he wanted to do originally he's gonna be he's gonna blow right. up and and all the yeah. trumpism stuff is gonna be even more magnified and then donald trump could still get a second term four years later like grover cleveland did it he's not like automatically disbarred from ever running again as a result of losing the and I mean, he's not. He has. He, he can still really do it. Interesting, fucking. You know what I mean. So, what would you rather have? Like, my take is this: you should. I like my personal thing is if you bite the bullet and get another four years of Trump, the DNC has to hold themselves accountable, and then four years later, you have to get a Yang or a Sanders or a Gabbard. Well, that's why it's not over. If we lose this, you know, that, you know like, what I mean. That, that's my take on it. Like you gotta, but you gotta hold these people accountable. It's like voluntarily it choosing to be in an abusive relationship going, with this no whole fucking what. DNC yeah. stuff. Yeah, it doesn't stop. But like, I don't want some sort of now. like fucking like. More bitter pill now, or something like that kind of concept. I don't really, I don't know. I think we're going in a real bad direction, and things have gotten really, really fucking terrible for a lot of people. Um, the amount of violence, like against like minorities and, and, and trans people, has gone way up because of the way that Trump speaks. I think that's really the what biggest, the, the that, biggest though? thing with like Trump. I think, like regardless of his policies, and there are all a lot of problems with his policy, especially environmentally. But like he, you know, the the commander chief is also like the bedtime storyteller in chief, and like. 
that was one thing that Obama did really well is like Obama used to be like able to speak to people that didn't really get to be spoken to directly and he was very charming and he was nice and he might have killed people with drones and did all kinds of fucked up things but he still like was a unifier to and, and it kind of progressed the narrative for a lot of people and yeah, I think Trump is though. Trump sends things way back Trump like is inflammatory and increases like he gets people to feel comfortable being violent and going really dark and and it's just it's been it's but, been there, but there, there's like there's like violence being perpetuated against uh there's all this violence being perpetuated against like small business owners like business owners and like there's violence perpetuated against trump supporters too i mean riots like, that, are another crazy thing too, though. i like, mean like people look it's like riots are like they say the, the voice of the unheard right, right? yeah that was one of my yeah, yeah one of my guests said that but there's also like hey what time is it 710. All right. Let's let's wrap up. Uh, I think we talked about pretty much what we wanted to talk this about. This is right? fun. Yeah, this yeah. is really fun, man. Let's wrap up with this, this, man. There's a time and a because especially with all this, the shit that's happening in Philadelphia, yeah. you know, there's a time and a place to loot and riot. And there's a time and a place not to. You know, if your government is not providing you with, if your government's like telling you that you can't work or operate your own business, right, and then you can't eat because of that, and you loot a grocery store so you can eat, hey, man, I get it. Um, if your government, you know, if you're not able to get like quality healthcare or quality affordable healthcare and your spouse needs some like life-saving medication at a pharmacy and you got to loot to go get it. Okay. Go get it. But if you're going to just loot and start stealing big screen TVs and go into somebody's small See, business, I don't think that's fair. Throw a Molotov cocktail. You're a fucking asshole. Dude. That, that's the... are acting out of anxiety and, and, and also like to take a massive group of people and all the different moving parts of that and to narrow to hone in on a narrative of somebody who said, fuck it. This whole thing's out of there. I'm going to get mine. Like you're talking about people there. These people aren't writing because of like, you know, also they're not sitting around reading theory. They're like fucking just trying to live their life and they're, they're getting stopped like 20 times in like five years of being an adult uh, by the police and harassed and worried that every time they're either going to get fucking killed or put away on a small petty crime or some bullshit. I mean, we've all committed small crimes, but imagine like being in real threat of being stopped by, by a cop and having your life ruined over all of them. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I look, time. I spent, yeah, but that doesn't get like, that doesn't give anybody the right to go start stealing. No, but it's TV. like, yeah, it's like, like an oppressive thing. And I think that creating a, a, a culture and i'm not going to tell somebody that they shouldn't feel so fucking oppressed i think listening to them and, and hearing them and that's being like, that's, what, oh, that's that's why you got to bridge gaps and like you know, yeah. look i think we our, our police need to be reformed i, I think we got to require uh jujitsu training you should be at least a blue belt good to be a cop on, uh, i think on, that on yeah. austin making moves for that they've made a lot of news uh nationally for that for defund shit was a stu- that that was a dumb they did it totally wrong man oh fuck maybe we shouldn't wrap up just yet they did this wrong. They defunded wrong, bro. They fucked up. How so? Um, they took $170 million away from our budget and gave nothing to the small businesses. They so gave nothing. think it should have been done? What do you mean to small Look, okay, businesses? Okay, so it, like, yeah. if they were to reallocate money from our police department, which we spend a lot of money on policing, right? Yeah. I'm not like mad about that, so to speak. Okay. But uh, if you're going to do that and um, you're going to take that type of money away from our budget, our small businesses, our, our local economy is dying right now because of these COVID restrictions. If they had just given that money to like our bars and our music venues to sustain them. I think that them, that's a big thing. I, yeah, I yeah. I would have been like, fuck right. yeah, that's awesome. But it, Let's do that. And nobody would be angry about that except for a sure. few right-wing nuts. But I think that defunding the police and, and, and reallocating money is a thing. But that it's good. Fine, they reallocated but, it to the wrong. They didn't reallocate but, it to anything, though. But to reallocate it to like, you know, I think that 
the bars, like save our stages, that whole movement, I think that's really important. I think that it has to happen because you cannot reopen. And also I'm really concerned, I am concerned, they're gonna reopen all these places and like they're gonna, the place of character are gonna close and we're gonna end up with a bunch of like House of Blues owned like, or like Saudi owned, like Saudi Arabia, just like a bunch of people, investors from there just owned a bunch of C3. They bought a bunch of like the C3 events uh, organization. So like we're getting a lot of foreign money and people that are like, not yeah. Not that what that's hard. We got to do whatever the hell we, whatever the hell it takes to stop that from and happening. And we had a golden issue. opportunity. Right. We had a golden opportunity with how we defunded APD to do that, and we chose not to. So that's my biggest concern. But I'm not going to say like the defunding the police was a bad move because of how we that. did it was bad. How we defunded was bad. And you're taking cadet classes away when we're the fastest growing city in America, and they have all this this camping, all this urban camping shit, which. Um, while Austin is very safe, the conditions in place are definitely um, going to set things up to maybe to change that in a way that's a lot worse. Um, you know, look, man, I'm downtown. I see a lot of homeless people like with tents and shit, right? It's crazy. Okay. That's the whole thing. It's bad. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of these people, they have drug problems, dude. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have, there's a lot of people with drug problems. And dude, this is a drug dealer's wet dream, Glenn. If I was, if I saw crack for a living, if I sold meth for a living, if I was a drug dealer, this is fucking, this is where I want to go. You, you know, you, you have clients right there. The, the, you have clients that are like literally right there. You got a defunded police department, so they're probably less likely to um, to actually respond it's to anything that's happening. It's an interesting, and, like, uh, and hold on, hold yeah, on. Sure, sure. And, but I just don't and really then, and then, and then, think that's a true narrative. I, I mean, think it, it, it's, def- it's a risk that we, it's, it's a concern that we should be thinking about that we're not thinking about. And then uh, you're going to have other rival drug dealers and rival gangs that could be coming in and having fights over. Th- this type of turf and that's something we should be aware of Glenn. i don't think that the i don't think that the homeless population's drug uh habit is going to cause a gang war in austin texas I don't i'm saying it could definitely happen. create it could create certain conditions that we that we do not have in austin that we should never have in austin yeah i think that's a bit of a bit of a you think it's a stretch it's a little bit of a leap. well i hope it's a leap i hope i don't want to be right about this you know what i mean i just think that these are concerns that we should address and we should think about um when you make these decisions and you should be thinking into the future instead of um just you know reading the guardian and saying yeah it's a great idea man yeah. you know like that that's my take on it dude like okay. i think there's got to be um respect respect you got to just look at it from multiple perspectives and you know l- listen man like i got a lot of right wing friends when i tell them Hey man, Austin's still very safe, and we're still okay right now. It's not—we're still one of the safest big cities in the country, but you know, yeah. for how much longer? For how much longer? I don't know. I don't see any any real direction because I was a little concerned when I started seeing all the homeless like on Caesar Chavez, like by the park and where. I, I mean, most of, cool. like, yeah, most of them are yeah, cool. It's crazy. Most of them are cool. Like, what is happening? This is crazy. It was like an intense visual, and you know, and I think it's it's strange when people hold like hate on the homeless people when for just existing. well but they're being weaponized and it's not your fault but the city's weaponizing these people to expedite gentrification yeah i think you're right about that they're wep- right about yeah that. they're weaponizing yeah. them to expedite gentrification so there's a lot of that and when it comes to this, this defund apd stuff they they did it they, here's another reason why they fucked up too it's because they're it's just gonna the way they did it is just gonna get overturned by the state anyway it was just a big show of nothing uh, i don't know i think abbott's throwing throw that shade but i don't think he's gonna be able to pull that off yeah well i don't know with the legislator of course he will we'll see how much i will i bat- think i think austin's like defund the police has like made a lot of national news it seems to have some really good could possibly be like a flagship example yeah i hope not i had a friend that got fucking pistol up and robbed pedicabbing like a few weeks ago yeah i mean p- petty crime and, and things like that are gonna happen uh, that, that that very rarely happens and they also cut their forensics budget 
when it comes to that. Like that, that puts people like myself at risk, man. Like people if, if they're been, not yeah, careful, honestly, you know, that's saying that, that, that puts people they, like myself at risk. Dude, that wouldn't be going to track that guy down. That still anyways. puts people that's like never, myself. That still puts people. Really what the cops get that still puts people like myself at risk, and and it's something that I gotta be wary of more so than I would have thought, man. Like you know what I mean. I agree with you, but I don't think the police actually have anything to do with that. Hey, look, like, two years ago, I would have not given a shit about any of this stuff. Yeah. I would have been fine with it. Yeah. But now that we have this pandemic, we have all these businesses that are shutting down. Uh, we have a city that's literally turning its back on an industry that makes up the lifeblood of the city that's dying in front of us. Dude, it, it changes yeah. how people view things. This is my, my take is that this whole thing is going to create a very serious right-wing backlash. I don't know. We'll see. What, so what, what's, yeah. hey, before we go, what, yeah. what's your take? What's your what's your what's your hot take? Who's who's taking who's taking the election home? Who do what do you think's gonna happen? I'm thinking blue wave, baby. <laughs> no, no, we're not talking about what you want. What do you think? <laughs> no, I really do. I I do not see how um, Trump could have handled this pandemic worse and to have created such a terrible atmosphere. In in and I think his mojo's gone. Um, I think it was Marianne Williamson. Williamson said, "Like the vibe is all wrong for Trump, and he's it's, it's like he's trying to revive his whole thing." So I think that, yeah, I don't, I don't think he takes. Because I'm it. seeing capacity crowds at a lot of his yeah. events, and nobody's showing up for Biden. So that yeah, that's... but I, people like the people in Biden like don't want to. I don't want to go to a Biden rally. Like it's like he they would be. You, there's you not think the, the hatred for Trump for outweighs the lack of enthusiasm for Biden? Is um, what you're saying. Does the hatred yes. for and I think that a lot of people are not even thinking about things as nearly as de- in depth as, as me and you. So like tr- Biden doing this whole wishy washy vanilla wafer like campaign is going to appeal to a lot of different generation people that have a whole different taste and desire. And I think that it's gonna maybe. But if you work be- in energy, which a lot of these swing states are big in energy, he yeah. may have cost him. He may have cost himself that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Either way, the, the, the moral of the story is, is that no matter who becomes president, you have to be extremely involved locally and in your community, no matter what. That's, right. that's the big takeaway, no matter who wins, because your own freedoms depend upon uh, your involvement in, your, uh, in yourself and in your neighborhood and where you are. Absolutely. So there we are. Let's wrap it up, other. dude. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay.